You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Chris Naba, is that how you say it? Yeah, Chris. And Junior. Yep. Okay, so how many, are you Junior, Junior, or are you uh, My father is basically Sir. I mean, his name is, his name is Cristobal Nava Martinez. My name was supposed to be Cristobal, but unfortunately for a mix-up in the hospital, the lady wrote uh, Christopher instead of Cristobal, basically translating it to English. Oh, so... So you, my name is supposed to be Cristobal, so but it's Christopher. That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm still a junior, but yeah, yeah it's Christopher Nava Guzman Jr., that's a, that. that's a mouthful. Right <laughs> yeah. It must suck when like you get in trouble in school and they make you write your first and last name yeah, out because yeah, then it's like it's spelled out. Because I'm Robert Robertson. Yeah. So like my dad's that too, but my middle name's different from my dad's. And apparently you have to have the same middle name or something yeah. for it to be like a junior. Yeah. I'm like, if that would be true, I'd be junior, junior, junior because like, <laughs> there's so many of us. Yeah. But I, I wanted to get, so what do you do professionally, man? Uh, I'm a technician in uh, Salisbury at Hertrick Buick GMC. Uh, do you, like, is that something that you want to do, like, in the long run, just be kind of... Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm mechanics? interested in working on cars. I know we, like... we uh, used to, uh, like, my I think one class we had together, that uh, computer class. Yeah, with well, Mr. Uh, Lance. Mr. No, Krantz. Krantz. Yeah, um, you, you were telling me about, like, uh, these show me, like, pictures of, like, engines and all this type of stuff that you were working on. And I know you did the automotive program at uh, HVAC. Um, is that something you like to do in your free time too? Like build, work on cars and stuff? It's a cloud. Um, I still don't start in any projects or anything like that, but I would be interested in starting something like that and making a project, a car. Do you, do you like, so what's, what's the whole like enjoyment you get out of that? Cause I even try like. I, I, what I usually say is that the satisfaction of repairing something is what, it's the satisfaction mm -hmm. of fixing something and then knowing stuff. I like to know a lot of different stuff. I don't just limit myself to Buick and GMC vehicles or GM vehicles. And I go for like G, uh, Mercedes, BMW, whatever I can get my hands on. Do you Not know your... uh, Zach Elmer? Yeah, I've heard of him. I had him on the podcast and he was explaining to me like he loves like Nissans and all like the raced yeah, out cars. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm more into muscle cars if I'm going to, you know, dive into that. I think the oh, yeah. whole thing that fascinates me is the older classic, like yeah. retro style body Carburetor, versions. all that stuff. Hell I yeah. just love the bench seat. <laughs> I usually help mostly my father, if I'm honest, uh, because he's uh, he has had some project, some car projects lately. He had this crashed SS Chevy SS in '03. It was crashed. We just got a new chassis. We just cleaned it out, put undercoat on it, put new brake lines, everything. He just replaced all the gaskets in the engine, everything. There's a the dude down the street, man. He's got his car covered up, and it's like a it's like a Nova or something, like mm -hmm. a really like nice, like in it's in perfect condition, and it's like old school. He just got it covered up. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I just I look at it from time to time. So I'm like. I get that, like the older person that sits yeah. in their car and just like literally goes down memory lane. Yeah. But like we were talking about, you you enjoy the engine and the aspect of that. I do like to hear the rumble, but at the same time, I'm an idiot when it comes to cars. Like <laughs> I had to get my headlight replaced the other day, and I was like, I need it. people are like you can do it yourself. You just look it up on YouTube. I was like, I can't believe I don't know how to do this. And then I'm trying to take the the headlight out, 
and I can't get it. And I'm like, all right, so I'm just going to go to the store and ask the guy. I'm like, dude, I'm a new age millennial. Can you just teach me how to do this? He's like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not bad to ask questions either. I mean, I know there's some douchebags that be like, oh, you have to take it to the dealership. That's what like the that. guy was saying before. And then yeah, some dude I knew uh, yeah. came out and was like, dude, I can do it in a minute for you. And I'm like, I just bought a $30 headlight. So it's like, <laughs> but my car, I got into a thing with a FedEx guy. Um, he was like stopped on a one-way road and he started backing up and I was right behind him. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You can't do this? And he just kept backing up. So I had to honk at him, kept backing up and it bumped the front of my car, caved in the whole like front part where my bumper's a little bit messed up. Yeah. So I went to go take the headlight out recently and I just noticed that was the one thing damage that really caused on my car. Because I'm like sitting there trying to get it and it's like the thing's broken down so it's not coming out. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not a complete <laughs> retard, but... It's yeah. it's crazy to think because like you can look at a car. Do you see it in the, like a schematics type way? Like you see well, all these what's moving it parts. Usually, in the process of checking a car, yeah, you visually inspect it, and then that's when you start looking up on the computer, like the schematics and data. Sometimes even bulletins in dealership. You know the new newer vehicles. Sometimes they don't come perfect from the deal from the factory, so they got bulletins, preliminary information, all that stuff. That's how you have to be checking that out first. Before you even do any work to the vehicle, because there could it could be this small little thing or or a big def defect that the factory did. So what's like the first thing that you would do if you were working on a car? First thing is what's it called? We'll check what uh, verify the customer concern. You know the three CCs uh, customer concern. No, what was it? Three CC customer concern. Uh, conclusion and then correction. So you basically find the first the problem, verify what the problem is. Then what's it called? Usually, I would check for codes like uh, for a DTC codes on the OBDM two. That's under the dash on the vehicle. Does the technology make it simple that you can understand? Yeah, that? completely. Because like I, when when I see them pull up computers, start coding stuff, I'm like that looks completely difficult. Like I picture like a hacker. No, it's easier because you can pinpoint the the problem quicker. Does it just pop up on the screen like, hey, like there's this not, wrong? Not necessarily like that. Like getting a poke on Facebook, uh -huh. it doesn't pop up like that? No, not necessarily like that, but it gets you to the first step of resolving the issue while you're in diagnosing the vehicle. And then what would be your next step after you do the three Cs? Well, basically you just uh, get pricing for whatever it needs. And if it's a wire repair or a module or something like that to replace it. And then you check with your service advisor, which is who talks with the customer and everything, and they have to check if it's under warranty or the customer has to pay, or sometimes they uh, what's it called? They have to pay just a deductible, all that type of stuff. Do you find a lot of factory defaults? Um, yeah, I, I've seen. But most defaults. of it's just driver error. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen the only big issue I've heard of is uh, like Ford, like they're uh, they were having a problem with their airbags. Fix or repair uh, daily. Uh -huh. Yeah. And what's it called? Every day what I see in GMC is, what's it called? The trucks, the like 2017 and before, the transmission, they'll start to shudder. What do you bit. know about a 2012 Kia Soul? Kia yeah, Souls? <clears throat> I've seen about three Facebook posts I think my mom has sent me because she's worried that my car is going to explode up while driving. And it's like... They have all these factory recalls, something needs to get checked. And I have like three recalls on my car that I have to go back and yeah. be like, we'll do it for free. I'm like, honestly, I lost the thing to my uh, key, so I'm using like a key my grandfather made for the car, uh -huh. and he broke it, so it's like, it's screwed on. 
So I'm like, it's at this point, it's like going to end up using pliers to turn it on. Oh, my God. So I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just get a new key fob. They're like, oh, that's going to be $100. I'm like, how about you just fix the thing where apparently if I turn my AC on, that car is going to explode. So that'd be nice. Yeah. Well, I'm not very familiar with Kia vehicles. I just know one time, what's it called? I just know them. I've never had problems with Kias. But, I mean, you know, as newer they get, the more technology they have. So, I'm not really familiar with Kias or Hondas. What's your uh, best thing or your, the one thing you're really, really good at when well, it comes to? I'm mostly professionally on GM vehicles. No, I meant, like, what's the one thing, like, someone comes in with their car and it's, like, this problem. You're like, I got this. What's it called? Diagnostics. Basically. Just uh, running a test? Yeah, running a test. Electrical work, that's what I've been getting good on, too. Like, finding shorted out wires, broken modules. Burned up PCMs or ECMs, different computers in the vehicle. Do you, do you find something that you're not so good at in the mechanic field and then try and go after it, or do you uh, feel, stay away from it? I feel like I've gotten a little bit uh, hard, uh, no, hard time with mechanical issues instead of electrical issues, which is basically like finding out what a misfire is causing. Like it could be a piston or a spark plug up to the coil wire. And sometimes drivability issues, like when if a vehicle starts making rattling noises, I'm getting, having a hard time. But like I said, it's a little bit of here and there. I gotta, I just gotta practice more in each one. Have you ever heard of someone needing their fuel injectors or whatever it is cleaned? Cleaned it out? Gets gummed yeah. Up? Mm -hmm. And that's what can cause cause it to like kind of have like a weird idle. Because mm -hmm. I find mm -hmm. sometimes like I turn on my car after I park it, and uh, it just like. It sounds like it's idling really, really high, and then I start going. It starts giving me like a bunch, and then it starts taking it away. Like it sounds mm -hmm. like the air is coming. I don't know what that is. Well, yeah, it's just an in, uh, induction service, basically. So basically, they put a, a chemical, well, the, the additive that goes into the vehicle, and it cleans out the injectors, all your intake, and everything. And then there's another. I know um, where I work at. There's a company called BG. And they have services for like the uh, drivetrain, differentials, transmission, engine, and they mostly sell the fuel and air induction services, which is where you put this can that they give you, and they fill it up, and all you have to do is just wait every like minute and rev up the engine so you don't burn up the cats because the same chemical yeah. can burn up the cat. And then while that's happening, you have another additive that's a fuel tank, which is what's cleaning the injectors. And that's a full induction service, basically. You're lucky you got all this knowledge in your head compared. <laughs> like, if I wish I had that type of knowledge on my car, just so when something breaks down, I'm not like completely shit out of luck. I mean, yeah. you definitely when you get a flat tire on the road, you definitely want to be able to change it without needing to call a tow truck, and then end up saving a lot of money in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, what's your worst thing that you hate working on when a car comes in? Um, when it's interior problems. Like when there's a water leak, then you have to be water hosing on everywhere. You have to check every trim tool, every trim inside the ceiling and all that stuff. Is that just someone that's picky? Yeah, but I mean, honestly, if you have a new car and you have water leaking in it, you don't want that. Well, first of all, you have a new a new anything. You don't want to get a scratch on anything. it. But then once you get a scratch on it, you're like, fuck it, and then you yeah. just start tearing stuff up. Mm -hmm. Like, you notice um, when someone gets a brand new car, no eating in the car, no eating in the car, and then after a week, they're like, yeah, I don't get it. They're eating, like, a Big Mac in the front seat. I'm like, dude, there's crumbs all over you. It's like, 
I keep a little trash bag in the car, just, you know, toss some shit in there and it starts filling up and, you know, throw it out. I can't handle people that have, like, stuff where you try and get in the car and you're stepping on cans yeah, and everything nah. like that. I'm like, dude, how hard is it to take it's, the can out with I you? I know. I hate that, too. And you should see the customers that we get that have that. You type. probably get some slobs. Dude, the other day we had this guy who had literally, like, all boxes of cigarettes everywhere. And we saw, like, little roaches walking around, too, that looked like he left food under the seat. And it was it was disgusting. And the, and the worst thing about it was that what he brought it in for was that the AC wouldn't blow. So we had to clean it out. Well, actually, we you called him and told him that we had like to clean the car ass, out before we can go under there. Holy and he was shit. like, well, I don't need to pay for that and stuff. I'm like, dude, it's your car. It's dirty. We're not going to vacuum it for free. And I guess we ended up, what we ended up doing is we did vacuum just that section and cleaned off all the cigarette boxes. We just pushed it in the back and that's it. Do you ever, um like, I, I don't want to call you out, but do you ever, like, when someone goes and brings in your car, but do you, uh, do you ever, like, look through their shit a little bit? No. You don't do that? I'm honestly, if I'm honest, yes, I do not look into anybody's stuff in there. I leave that alone. I'd be so damn curious, dude. I wouldn't take anything. Mm. I'd just be like, what is this person into? The only time I will be looking for something in their stuff is for a wheel lock, which I always tell the service advisor to remind the customer to leave it in the cup holder or wherever I can see it because I don't want to be looking into stuff and find something that I don't want to find. Like a double-sided dildo oh in my gran God. Granny's car. <laughs> Granny, what are you doing? Yeah. That's I, where that thing was. Yeah. But yeah, I, what's it called? I, like I said, I don't look around. Well, I work at a hotel, and so like you're, you, you when you go into someone's room or something, you're not like it, everything that they have is out. Like no one really hides anything. You don't look through their drawers. You just don't do that. I mean, I just I never have the need or want to. But like it, you get to see like we had cheerleaders stay at our hotel recently, and uh, all of them like there were so many like these girls are fourteen like little like youngins, and they're going to this convention. And, like, the parents had booze all over the place. I, like, I want to look up the statistic of the, which parent is the most alcoholic. Is it the mom or is it the dad? Everyone's like, it's the mom. I'm like, it might be just because, like, she's dealing with a 12-year-old trying to win. It's like, I'm trying to put your kid in a beauty pageant at the age of 12, dude. But, well, I mean, I'm straight up in their fridge or something because, you know, you got to clean the fridge out, too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they'll leave beer. I mean, I saw a 12-pack of freaking Bud Light next to a 12-pack of High Seas. I'm like, I hope the High Seas are for the cheerleaders. But it's like, it's crazy to think, like, they have that stuff out right in front of their daughters. I mean, vodka bottles. And then recently we had priests day. Like a bunch of priests and ministers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Dude, Every they were so clean. One bed. They stayed like two to a room. It was one bed. But like it, it, barely any towels used, barely anything used, barely any trash. The cleanest rooms possible. And then one priest, I mean, the I guess it was like a, it was, I guess it was a bunch of nuns and then a priest. Like there was just like one minister guy and uh, had the most amount of scotch and vodka bottles in his trash can. I'm like, yo, he's surrounded by all this pussy and he can't bang it so that's the whole thing he's getting drunk in that room and i literally asked everyone i was like why do you think he has just all these alcohol bottles in there and i don't mean to call him out but it was like everyone was like oh it's probably because he's surrounded by women all the time and he can't bang them because of his like his he's, he's only faithful to god i'm like i've seen movies where the the, the church gets a little crazy yeah, yeah i've seen that stuff too 
So, so your big influence when it comes to cars, it comes down to your dad. Yeah, well, he taught me when I was a kid. And where'd you guys, um, like, because you're, you're, you're obviously of um, Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. Are you from Mexico? Uh, no, I was born here. You were in, born here? In Salisbury. Do you no. hate getting that question? No, not really. Not, not really. really? I mean, I know I'm Mexican. You Mexican definitely speak well. Spanish, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Obviamente. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, see, that's where I t- t- had one of my friends on the podcast who's by a... Uh, biracial and he was telling me like yeah he's he knows multiple languages and stuff like it's that's a very very big benefit especially like oh yeah you're working on cars or something somebody comes in doesn't speak english you're able to help them out like be able to make sure you don't lose a customer like we get that at the hotel we have people that come down to the front desk and speak spanish french um haitian russian see the thing is what's it called for the reason that they can't speak english because I always tell also Hispanic people that don't speak English, you got to learn English. If you're in this country, I know it sounds harsh, but if you're in this country, you have to learn English. Yeah, it's you like have if, I to communi- to, if I went to Mexico, I wouldn't just do it because I need to know it. I would do it because I'm in your like culture. Yeah. I would like to understand it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm open to it. Like, I work with a bunch of Latina housekeepers, like, uh, you know, and I know they talk shit in Spanish, dude. I mean, you can't <laughs> tell me that some white dude comes into a store or something, you're sitting there and you see him and then you start speaking a bunch of stuff in Spanish, you're not talking shit on him. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I, they're, like, I could tell because this woman was going off, like, ranting about a bunch of stuff and then all you hear is Robbie and then you hear a bunch of Spanish words after that. I'm like, hold the phone. What'd you just say? Like, you can't disguise Robbie in Spanish. So it's like, it's my name. So they're obviously talking about me. And then they go, oh, yeah. And they like, smile at me and give me the, I don't understand English nod. I'm like, I've worked with you for two years now. I know for a fact you understand me. <laughs> but, uh, like, we had the other day, I had to stand up for one of them because some dude accused the lady of stealing. Mm. And I went up there. I was like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, yo, someone needs to get up here that speaks English. I'm like... I know that housekeeper speaks English. I've had conversations with her before. It might not be very good, but I've had conversations before. They've basically become part of like a family to me because um, I think now they're very accepting to me in my second year. I'm the only white kid on housekeeping. You'll see that at a lot of hotels. It's either like uh, African Americans or you're dealing with uh, like Hispanic people. It's 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 there's not really any white people on staff, <laughs> so I'm the only white guy. So I don't have a group to click in. Like you notice the. Uh, African-American people or blacks, whatever, um, hang out with each other and the Mexicans hang out with each other. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just come in like, Hey, I'm Robbie. What's up? Like, you know, and then I'm like, I always like, you know, can I get a hug after I help them out after a long day? And they go, okay. Cause they're all older, like women. So they mm-hmm. hug me and, uh, you know, they treat me like a son in a way. And it's like, it's, it's nice to, uh, see that vibe and kind of see that smile on their face and see that, you know, not just language, but also, just emotions and how some nice, like a certain act you can do can really cross boundaries no matter race or anything like that. Yeah. And see, like, what's it called? There's a lot of customers that show up to the dealership and they don't speak English, but they want to get work done on their car. And they always call me or they always call one of the sales, one of the sa- uh, salesmen who speak Spanish. And they always ask them, like, what do they want and everything. And also for sales, too. Like, people, they're Hispanic people that I know. Uh, they got money in their pocket because they got the, all that construction work, with oh, yeah. and they want to buy a truck and get a good price, but they can't speak English. And I'm like, well, that's why sometimes it's good that there's a Hispanic salesman, but also they have to learn a little bit of English. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like if you went to a country and you end up living there, you, you need to learn that yeah. language for sure. But I feel like, do you think they're just irresistant to change, or do you feel like they just don't 
don't have the time. It's it's not even the time. Because how is it that I was born here, 20 years later, I can speak English. My father you also here. You raised around it. Though. Yeah. I know. I understand that. But what's it called? Even myself, for Spanish, it's hard. But I was able to learn how to write it, speak it, and read it. So Well, you had that influence with your family. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm influenced, like, if I had a couple family members that were of a different culture and had spoke a different language, I would end up learning it, too, because they would probably use it. Especially if your parents are trying to teach you English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. They're going to use Spanish words around the house but teach you English. And you'll learn it in school as well, so you're able to... Kind of, that's what seems most kids that are born here, they go to school, learn English, and then at home their parents speak Spanish. Spanish yeah. Do your parents get upset when you speak English around the house? Do you only speak Spanish? Uh, yeah. My father does get a little upset. I mean, he understands it now, but he does get a little upset when we were kids, mostly. Because he had to learn it? Uh, no, because he wouldn't understand what we were saying. When, yeah. Does he know English? Oh, yeah, he knows English now. But I'm saying when we were little. He didn't know that then? Uh huh. No, not much. Oh, so you could yell at him in English and he wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, but he would just sense the tone and be like, you know, say uh -huh. something in Spanish. Are you yelling at me or something? Yeah. And my mother, surprisingly, she had to learn English because she was a resident, and right now, last year, she got her citizenship. Oh, congratulations! So she became a citizen, and now she's fully citizen. Now we're working on my father to get his British residency, so he can stay here more too, and probably. What's it called? Work up his credit, too, and everything. Where are they from? <clears throat> They're oh. from Mexico. They're from Mexico? Mm -hmm. Simple, uh, just Honduras, what, any place like that? No, no, just Mexico. My father's from a place called Veracruz. Veracruz. It's like the east coast of Mexico, almost. Is and there different sides of Mexico, like how we have east, west coast here? Well, yeah, you got the border, east coast, the, what's it called, west coast, too. Because a lot of people say it's like very dangerous down there, but I'm like, why does every kid my age taking a vacation down there for college or something? Because they go like that? to the tourist places like Cancun, they stay away Isla from the de Mujeres, areas, yeah. yeah. The stuff but like, yeah, just let, the, let, let them me go circle to Ciud the half the map that you uh -huh. don't want to go on. <laughs> go to Ciudad Juarez, like the border, that's where it's dangerous at. Because you got all those draft, drug trafficking, hu uh, not human trafficking, but like people jumping the border and all that stuff. But mostly, mostly that is not done a lot because it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. And then what they call the coyotes, the coyotes, they help them cross over. They charge too expensive now. Oh, I know those guys, uh -huh. yeah. They, like, so mostly they taxi you over, like kind of like hidden in a way. Yeah. They're always and, getting searched all the time for drugs and uh -huh. also like illegal immigrants and stuff. Now that word, illegal immigrants... I'm not trying to stick on the whole basis of race, but since you're like your family's from there and you don't, you know, they don't, your dad doesn't have citizenship yet. Do you feel like, hey, like, what's your opinion on that? Like, stopping kids and families from moving over from a less fortunate company because, not a company, but a country, because mm -hmm. you have to think, you guys got a different roll of the dice than we did. The way I see how everybody prospers economy wise is the way we found where we are now like where we where we turned and made a foundation and made a country and made like a self-established economy and everything like that is all based on our luck of where we started at you know africa all they have is gold and diamonds you can't eat gold and diamonds so they're all starving mm -hmm. over there we have a lot of food we have fertile land they have nothing but deserts and freaking mud and it's like same thing with mexico there's sand yeah there's lush um places in certain areas but if you notice, they're not thriving as well because they don't have a good amount of resources. It's like the Middle East. They got deserts. 
No wonder they're blowing people up. They're pissed <laughs> off. They want to mm-hmm. find water. It's like they haven't had water in forever. They're seeing mirages. They think, you know, certain things are different. It's like wherever you go, the culture's different. And, like, we definitely got an awesome roll of the dice in this country where we're so prosperous. But it feels like we're not focusing, like, more on other countries that are less developed. I feel like if we gave Mexico, like, a little bit more, like, effort and a little bit time, a little bit, like, you know, stuff... Would they take it the right direction or would they actually build up their town? Because I feel like those people, they care about the land they live on. And here, we're very disregarded to the land we live on. Well, what's it called? In Mexico, they just uh, had their new president elected. And that guy is doing a lot of changes. Good. Because they were stealing the gas. And that's why gas prices in Mexico, I don't know if you know that, they're really high. Like it was was getting to the point where they didn't even want to drive a car. They preferred to just walk to work. But, what's it called, he started putting laws in about that. They used to have tubes that would go under directly the gas stations. They cut that shit off. Now there's tanks only that deliver a certain amount. And once it's done, they just go get a certain amount and later and later. And I don't know if you heard about the pipeline that blew up. That got a lot of Mexicans running out of the pipeline off on fire. Jesus. Yeah, they all got on fire. They all did. You could see people running off. Are they and, still alive? Uh, uh a lot of people die. Good God. A lot of people die, uh, like, How really bad burns. How have I not burn. heard of this? Yeah, look at all this. This you, shit was horrible. So you stay up top with the news that happens in Mexico, too. Well, I'm usually with my parents. I mean, because my parents always tell me to watch the news and stuff like that. I'm just dumb looking at my phone, dumb memes and shit Face, like that. Yeah, Facebook. Right? <laughs> Facebook. But, I mean, that's a good thing that you're, like, your parents are trying to instill that on you and get you caught up on it, like, because mm-hmm. they're, like, you're looking at U.S. News. It's like what ha- what's happening in Venezuela too. You know about that stuff. No, but uh, inform me. I can't completely describe it. I'm not really a good describer, but I know it's a f- there. I could say that water is more expensive than gas, unfortunately. What? Yeah, that's what I've heard about it, and that they're going crazy because there was this president that um, what's it called? He wanted to do a a lot of things. Mostly was that they wanted to become independent, the country, and like not they don't want to no help from any country. But you can't do that because, like I said, they can sell petroleum and like for resources and stuff like that. You know how they can trade all that stuff. Because all the countries should help each other. It's I don't know why each country wants to be independent and they want to be like themselves. It's like We're Mexico. All looking to, uh bolster our chest on the way i mean at one point we tried to launch a nuke on the moon so during the space race with the russians russia and us were designing ways to launch a nuke on the moon just to prove how uh powerful we were yeah but they were like that's gonna mess up further research mm-hmm. so we made a nuclear treaty where no one's allowed to blow up anything on the moon and korea's like wait a minute wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you guys have mass weapons of destruction we don't have that yet yeah it's, it's, uh, what I wanted to, uh, cause like everything that comes from my view of what Mexico is, is comes from a movie. So it's like, I've never experienced it. I've never seen it. So everything, like when it comes to the border, I just picture like the guy, you know, Texan giant, like you ain't coming over here with like the little, like Ron Burgundy mustache or something. And then you got like these wonderful little villages and stuff and these people just trying to really survive. But you know, there's, is it like, are tacos like that made there? I mean, I talked to someone else that was, like, from, like, Honduras and stuff, and he was telling me, he was like, no, he's like, do we eat tacos for sure? Like, we have taco nights here, too. But it's like, it's not, like, how you think. Like, it's, it's just more Mexican culture vibe. 
Well, it's they have different styles. Like I know in Honduras, it's like they call it baleadas, and they're like tacos. I know they are, but they use flour instead of uh, corn. It's the tortilla is made out of corn. It's not flour. That's an actual taco. When you use corn tortillas. What else about Mexican cuisine do you know that I probably wouldn't know? Well, I know I can tell you they're all made of tortillas. I mean, like empanada. hot sauce, good. Hot sauce. Oh yeah, that's I always that that's, shit on everything. So that's, I need to know. it's always hot sauce. That's what I grew up with my parents too. They like everything spicy and all that stuff. Yeah. I I wasn't really big fan. But once I started trying it, I mean, little by little, like I see my little brothers when they were five, he would chew on a fucking jalapeno. He was just oh, I like, do that. Bite I eat it. ghost peppers, dude. My buddy's like, you're nuts. Like I eat no, them like right off the like, um. I can't do that. Oh, dude, I love that. <laughs> you ever seen that show Hot Ones? Hot ones, no. Where they have like they have all these wings lined up, and each wing uses a hotter hot sauce, mm-hmm. and the last ones like breaks the Scoville scale like it's 10 times hotter than a ghost pepper 10 times hotter than a Carolina Reaper I was dumping that on like everything I was eating dude the only bad part was like my shits were awful <laughs> it felt like everything was getting burned out of me like a PB&J Uncrustable from like third grade came out oh my god but like it's the same thing like I, I just love spicy foods I love sour foods and it's like I remember a couple of the uh, uh, Mexican housekeepers, you'd be like, man, are you from, are you part Mexican or something? You like a lot of spicy food. And then one of the Indian ladies like, nah, he must be an Indian because he mm-hmm. likes. Oh he, yeah, Indians are crazy with spicy food. All dude, that curry sauce and shit my, like that. My fourth um, podcast that I did was uh, with uh, this girl, her name's Drew. She's from ba- Bollywood, Guyana. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what Bollywood is? No. It's like, you know how we have Hollywood? Yeah. They have a thing down there, same sign and everything, says Bollywood. Bollywood. And they literally have every single movie we have, but produced in India. In the end. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she was telling me that her dad grows these peppers out in the hot sun, and they're freaking, she let me try this curry like paste, like powder that her dad makes. I tried it, she's like, you're only going to want a teaspoon. I did a spoonful, dude, I was eating that thing out of the jar. She's like, you must be like, from India or something. I'm like, I love all that stuff, man. I'm so inspired. Like, you taste someone else's culture. What's your favorite, like, cultural food that your family makes a lot? Um, Don't say tacos. No, it's a, what's it called? I like tortas. You ever heard of what a torta is? Turtle? Torta. It's not a turtle. <laughs> it's a, a tortoise. It's, it's like a, it's a Mexican sandwich. I like tortas. What is it? Explain it. It's like bread, you got mayonnaise, beans, steak, ham, uh, this one they call it la torta cubana. It's steak, ham, sausage, uh, queso Oaxaca, which is like a stretchy cheese type, and lettuce, tomato, jalapenos, and Dude, one of my bread. favorite aisles in the grocery store besides produce is the Hispanic aisle. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man, you guys have the, that was that one cereal with the elephant on it. It's called Choco, Ch- uh-huh. Choco Crisps. Choco Crispies. Yeah. What are those little cookie things, like little Oreos? Matsanas. Uh, damn, what are they called? Maritza. You know what I'm talking about. Though, yeah, right? I know what you're talking about. I swear about. to God, every single Mexican I've ever met has had one of those at one point in their yeah. life. Like, I, at, the, at, the, at the hotel, it's not even being racist. It's the whole fact. Like, they have them, they put them in the fridge and they save them for lunch. I'm like, where do you, I don't even see these in the store. Now you see them everywhere. Those and those taki things, those little the hot taki, friend, What are yeah. those? Dude, those are hot. They're just spicy chips. I mean, it's just a little spice that they use. It's like, uh, I don't know if you ever used like um, a powder, like Takis yeah. or something like yeah. that. It's like that. It's just that. It's just that they make it more spicier. Does your family cook more um, Mexican style food than American style food? Yeah. 
you guys don't really go on the basis of having like what's an American dinner? Is well, that, is that I, like a Taco Thursday for us or Taco Tuesday? <laughs> taco. Well, no, I mean usually my father likes a lot. Um, he likes a lot of seafood because in Veracruz, yeah. since they live in the East Coast, they catch a lot of fish and crabs and stuff like that. So he likes uh, mariscadas, uh, caldos de marisco, which is a soup of seafood, all that stuff. I know. On Sundays, we always go to a lady up in uh, Dagsboro. Her name is Doña Leo. And she always makes all this banging ass food. Like, she makes gorditas, bueno, picadas. They're like tortillas. She with some, uh-huh, with uh, salsa and cheese and onion. And sometimes if you want steak, she'll slap a steak on it. You know how everyone, like, what I really don't like about Ocean City is how everything is really popularized and, like, really, like, everything's, like, trying to sell it to you. And it's so, like, everything's mainstream. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would like to be a hipster and be like, I'm not mainstream, bro. But, like, I, Smoker's Pit. I prefer, if you go down to Dagsboro, if you start heading that way, there's that black barbecue place right there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Is it on 610? Yeah. It's about? like, as soon as you're leaving, like, that, basically, like, not even five minutes away from Ocean Pines. Mm-hmm. You're heading down that way. Yeah, yeah, It's I right know. there on the side. You always smell them cooking ribs. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Dude, I stopped there and get ribs and stuff, man. They're so nice to me. They, like, stock my plate up. You want some cornbread? Yeah, I want some cornbread. Throw that all in there. Seriously. You know, put some sauce in there. Like, they load you up. And at Smokers, you're getting, like, very, very small portions. They don't give a shit about you. But I feel like... The best place, like, when you go to a restaurant, you want to feel like family, man. Yeah. Mom and pop shops, basically. Yeah. What I really hate is when someone goes, I want authentic Mexican food. And then they go to, like, the La Sierra And they sit down, and it's like, uh, the only reason you call this place authentic Mexican is because there's a Mexican guy who's your waiter. Like, it's <laughs> not authentic Mexican at all. I've been to a Mexican grocery store. They have one near the food line in, um... That way. Near Selbyville. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have, they have... Yeah. I went, walked in there. Now, they all gave me dirty looks and stuff, but who gives a shit? I was looking around like, I've never seen fresh peppers and a cook... Like, the cooking peppers in a bag. I was like, they have a whole aisle of Mexican candy I've never heard of before. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm a fucking kid experiencing Walmart <laughs> for the first time. Oh, like, my God. It's amazing to see that. And they had a little restaurant inside the place for you to get, like, a deli sandwich, but the deli sandwich was all, like, Mexican-based cuisines... And it's like, damn, like, I, I'm so, like, some people are just so unaware of this. Like, we're just completely like, I'm going to pull into this McDonald's. I'm like, take the two minutes to walk into the store and get one of those freaking, what are those damn drinks? Jalapeno, Jaritos? Jaritos. Jaritos. Those things are banging, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What is made of that? I mean, it's a soda. This is, I mean, Mexican-style soda. Yeah, but it only comes in, like, two flavors. Oh, two flavors. Wait, so... It's like lime and orange. Lime and orange. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I don't have them on top of my head. I mean, I just... I'm always come and buy them. I know for a fact... Like, if I go to a Mexican store, I like to buy a Humix. It's a juice. It's a Mexican juice. I mean, my favorite flavor is a mango. And it's so weird, because I would drink it as Does a it juice. Does it come in, like, a juice box container? They, uh, they come in a juice box I've container. I've seen them at Walmart, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's it called... They also come in cans, but I always get the mango one. And it's so weird because I like to drink it as a juice, but I can't eat it by itself. I think it's just weird to you eat it. You can't eat mango? Well, I mean, I can eat it, but I just I just prefer mango as a juice than just as fruit to eat it. I understand and that, too. It's just weird. I like, I'll, I'll eat a coconut, but I won't drink coconut juice. Coconut uh, water? Yeah. I don't like coconut water, but I love coconut juice, like the actual yeah. fruit. It's freaking weird, man. Uh-huh, I'll tell you. 
like that. But it, you know, I mean, it's cool because like you know, I, I I'm not a big fan of mangoes, but at the same time, like, is is that something like your is do you get that from your family too? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, do you have any taste that your family doesn't? Uh, I'll what's it called? I mean, I mean, we basically eat together. If I would say something, it would be that I don't like seafood. What? I don't like seafood. I and think, I live here in Maryland, in the Eastern how, Shore. Dude, my dad's the same way. He's from Baltimore. He moved down here, like, when he graduated high school. And he hates fish, hates all that stuff. But he loves crabs. So, like, that's the only thing he'll eat. But I'm like, dude, you live in a seafood town. Like, yeah. everything you go is, like, bonfire. It's like... You know, all you can eat crab legs, which I can understand, but like it's all seafood, dude. Besides, like the the Amer like Burger King or something like that. But I'm like, even then, it's like they sell them fish patties and stuff. Like it's still popularized seafood. I'm like, you think if you're gonna be like a big steak guy, like you are, you go out west or something mm -hmm. where you're gonna get some like nice ass cattle beef. Oh yeah, I like myself a steak. I like steak meat, but what's steak it called? or chicken fajitas? Steak. I'm a chicken man. Yeah. I hate red meat. I haven't. But to be honest, I always tell like if I go to a, get a Mexican place, if they got both of them, I just like mix them. The like, sexual, I'm like, I don't. Now care. if you do that at Chipotle, they'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's I, against code three forty two. You can't do that. Really? Because I always tell them half and half, and they'll do it for me. Do you go I, when a Mexican person's working? Uh no. They don't have Mexican people working at Chipotle anymore. Well, in the one night in Salisbury, no. Uh, about to say the one down here has I think one guy there and like uh, you could see like the people that like come in that are Mexican they'll go to him and make sure like they'll speak to him and then they'll mm -hmm. get like a, they'll get loaded up and then like I'll try and talk to him and he'll like skimp me out I'm like all right man <laughs> okay I see how it is uh -huh. do you see those places like like little Americanized places like that that serve that type of food does that kind of piss you off a little bit no does really. I get pissed off when I see like a they try. Like, they won't hire a white guy at a Chinese place. I'm like, come on. <laughs> you can probably cook sushi just as good as you. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't like where we have restrictions on, like, certain jobs you can get. Or certain, like, businesses won't hire you because you're not this look. I mean, like, if you're running an authentic Mexican restaurant. Authentic mm -hmm. with the emphasis on authentic. Um, you know, you want Mexican people working there. You don't want, you see a white waiter, the person's going to be turned away. I mean, in D.C., I don't know if you've ever been in D.C., have you ever seen a Chinese restaurant with Mexicans working in it? Yeah. Yeah, they speak, They speak Chinese, too. That's the crazy thing. Oh, my God. And there's Chinese people that speak Mexican. That scares the hell out of me. I don't like the Chinese person that has a Chinese shop here, but she didn't speak English, and you're trying to tell her, like, what you want. Like, can I get an extra fork? What? And she's like screaming at you. When they start cooking in the back, they just sound like they're screaming at each other. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's kind of stressful. But I, I mean, you have to change it up. Variety is a thing, dude. And that's the one thing I definitely want to take a trip down to Mexico and just enjoy the town, man. Like, because I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm going to try and take in and, and just be, like, get myself, like, I guess, um, experience with all these people and their culture. I want to learn stuff. I want to sit down and, like, an actual like cantina or whatever it is and sit down on like a stool and just see everybody have fun dance the weird part about mexican families and white people families and you know is the the closeness with white people families it's gone american sized families are gone mexican families are are, are are put together like they they eat together we're all eating together mostly because there's no offense but there's like 30 in a house but it's like they're so close they have to be bonded when you come here I don't, I'm not close to my grandparents. I've talked to 
so many people from that have like Mexican heritage and everything, and they're telling me like, oh, I know all my family, and I'm like, I'm, I'm friends with my cousins, like my third cousins, fourth cousin. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. even know who the hell my third cousin is. Like, <laughs> it's it's crazy to think that like I I don't even see my grandparents, and they live down the street. It's like I don't even get that time, and that's not me being selfish. It's just how American families have turned out. Like it's if you weren't from somewhere else and your family doesn't know any other culture that's like that, then you just grow up distant. And then it's it's a bad thing to have. So, like, where you say it kind of sucks you can't do anything or something like that because then your family's going to find out, like, you know, someone's going to tell on you one of your cousins or something. Oh, but yeah. it's like, there's always those good moments you have. Like, do you celebrate on any Mexican holidays? Um, The Day of Independence of Mexico, which is in September. Yeah, a lot of people get that date mixed up. Yeah, they think it's Cinco de Mayo. And yeah. It's not. That's actually a day. That's a day of the dead. Right? No, no, Cinco that's that's a that's Halloween. That day, that's, of the day of the dead is Halloween. Day of the dead is Halloween. But Cinco de Mayo, I, if I'm correct, it was a day of battle, which was between the French and the Mexicans of Puebla. It was a day of battle there, and I think like they rested that day or something like that. If I'm not correct, I'm not completely sure what it is, but I know for a fact that we do celebrate the Day of Independence in September. If God made the world in six days, then he had to rest on the seventh. Why can't Mexican people rest <laughs> and they create Cinco de Mayo? Yeah. But uh, it's it's crazy. Like, do you, like, you use piñatas and stuff at birthday parties? I mean, mm-hmm. I think the one really, really good Mexican birthday party I went to was, um, I've only been to one, so, you know, it's at the top of the books for me. But it was at Berlin Park. I was just visiting, and I just, there was a family having a barbecue. And they all had, like, piñatas and stuff set up. And, like, it was a giant family gathering. It was one of the little kids' birthdays. And uh, what do you call them? Niños is the children. Niños, uh-huh. Niños. And they're um, running around and having fun. And I'm like, oh, look at this. And I bought the freaking Duolingo app to learn some stuff. I'm like, because I didn't take Spanish in school, which is an idiotic thing considering what I do now, like, just to get me money. But it's like, hey, I work with Spanish housekeepers. It'd be nice to speak back to them. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Like, I run into a whole a supply of people, but, like, these people at this barbecue were grilling up all these amazing food, and I was like, how you doing? Like, just, you know, just asking, can I get a drink? I'm, I'm a little thirsty. I didn't bring anything by myself, you know? And um, they're like, come on, sit down. They started feeding me and everything. I was like, this is freaking amazing. Like, I feel like one of these, like, I feel like one of them. And it's like, it was like, they brought me into their family, even though, like, you know, you see some families like, can you go away? We're trying to have a nice time. Like, yeah. I'm trying to sit here with my uh, with my long-lost cousin, and, like, we're Instagramming. So, like, don't get in the way. It's like, you get that woman, and then you get, like, these giant Mexican families that are just like, come on, more the merrier. I'm like, I love that. Like, I love that openness. And I got the Duolingo app, and that thing just taught me the word leche and won't teach me anything else. I'm like, why the fuck am I going to use milk in a conversation? <laughs> Like, hey, how you doing? They're like, oh, muy, or muy, whatever, muy caliente? What is that? Muy bien. Muy bien. Muy bien. Good. Very good. And then you say bien y tu or something like that. Uh-huh. And then, um, I don't know what the fuck to say after that. I can say hola. And then, no. Yeah, see, sí, see. Sí. I learned more Russian because at the hotel you have people that come by from school, from Russia. Right now we got kids from Ecuador. I'm trying to get them on the podcast, but they don't speak very good English. So it's like... I talk very fast, if you've noticed, and it's hard for them to understand. Yeah. And uh, it's, but it's cool because like they're willing to learn. But it's like this kid's my age, and he's, 
he knows multiple languages and that's just because he's you know he's from that country he stays there and lives there but he's visiting so he's like he still had to come and learn like if i had a pocket-sized translator thing would be amazing i know google's making something where it goes in your ear mm -hmm. and you'll be able whatever you say in spanish i'll be able to understand because it'll re-communicate into english i'm like that's so beneficial and if you had one that like worked so whatever you said something it would you know, a lot of people at the house, like the supervisors, they just go when they're trying to speak to the housekeeper. They just speak into their phone and then bring it up to them, and their phone translates it into Spanish. I'm like, that's smart. Like, what would we do without that now? <laughs> Imagine trying to get someone to clean a room, and you, know, you don't know. Yeah, sometimes my mom will call me or send me a picture of, like, the notes that they leave them. Because she, she's a housekeeper also. Oh, yeah, in where the, In the Hilton. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, like, right down the street from where I work. Yeah. And she always sent me that they will ask for towels. The other day she was laughing because they told her to go to clean behind the refrigerator. She acted like she didn't know. Uh, no, she knew. Like, but she didn't know what the hell she was trying to say, and that's why she sent me the note. And I couldn't read it because I think they 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 wrote it in cursive. And I'm like, damn, what the hell is this? They word? stopped teaching cursive in school like halfway when I was learning. Like they started it and then mm -hmm. they just gave up on it. And the next thing you know, like I see people, I understand some of the words in mm -hmm. cursive. And half the other shit, I'm like, what the fuck does this say? Well, see, it's funny because when I was in uh, elementary school, when I went to Georgetown, they gave me and my sister a booklet to study how to write cursive. She did it. I didn't. So I write really horrible. I have bad handwriting. And she writes really wonderful. Like, she know, she can make all these paragraphs. And see yeah, them. if you can write cursive, you basically, you can write anything in beautiful handwriting mm -hmm. their normal print just looks amazing i just type my shit I'm like look <laughs> give me like 10 minutes and we find a computer i'm gonna type you something i'll get you get some good handwriting like yeah. signing my paychecks i just got it down to where it's like scribbles of r's for my signature but i'm mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll just get lazy and just write chuck norris or something like chuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh come on like really like especially when i'm trying to pay for something what's your email why do you need my email i'm trying to buy groceries mm -hmm. yeah well we just want to um have it on file. It's like, what, why do you want it on file if you're not going to send me shit? I don't want you sending me random things in the middle of the yeah. night saying, you know, lose weight fast with the new keto diet. Fuck mm -hmm. off. Yeah. It's, I mean, that was a giant rant right there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's cool to see how someone's chasing after, like, at least working in the field that they're passionate about. Now, is that something you said you wanted to do for the rest of your like, in my life? Like, what do you want to do in the long run, the ending goal? Like, what's what do you feel content in doing? Honestly, probably just open my own shop. Your own garage? My own garage. What would yeah. you call it? No, I'm not, I haven't gotten to that part yet. You, would you call... We've got to give it a funky name, like <laughs> Chris's Scrap or something. Oh. You know, like a lot of people create an auto body place. Now, is it going to be like a scrapyard type deal, or is it going to be like... You know, it's gonna be a shop. It's gonna be an actual maintenance shop. work. You know, small diet, own, new diet. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a small one. Where would you think about opening it? Around here, around here. Or if I, because I've always liked living around here in Berlin and uh, Ocean Pines, all that stuff. It's really peaceful communities around here. You like right. you like the community vibe. I, I'm mm. trying to get secluded away from people a little mm. bit. It seems mm. like. But I'm trying to open myself up for podcasting, well, which is a pain in the yeah. ass. But, I mean, 
It's cool, dude, because you run into some faces, and everyone's got a really interesting story. And I, I think that's what you were asking me about before was how, why did I start podcasting? Mm -hmm. And I just started podcasting. People have stories, man. Everyone's got an experience. Whether you think you're interesting or not, you know, if you take the time just to shoot the shit, talk to me for an hour, an hour and a half or something, like, just be able to really connect, dude. I don't keep track of the time. I just... I want to. I want to be able to talk to you. I want you to feel comfortable and you know, open up. Like I've had people tell me they were adopted on the podcast. I've had podcasts get emotional with people. I've had people come out as gay on the podcast. Like, it's it's a form of therapy, mostly because when we're done, you're like, damn, time flew. It's like, yeah, it's like we're just talking. You're talking to me. It's never hard to talk to me, no matter who you are. It's like we had one class together. You know, I learned so much about you. I learned that you have a line all above your nose from when you were a kid. You used to freaking take your palm and shove it up your, like, nose part, mm -hmm. like, to itch it. And yeah. you used to do it so much that your nose just created a line up there. I remember that, dude. You probably didn't think I did. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I, I, like, I sit and listen to people. And, like, a lot of people are like, you know, when they describe me, he's Robbie. And they're like, is that good or bad? Like, he's just Robbie. You gotta, you know, he's just the, this, this guy that's like, it's the craziest thing. He'll say something, you'll be like, why the fuck did you say that? And then, uh, like, a day later, two days later, whatever, later in the day, you just think about it and start laughing randomly. Like, I'm glad I could do that for you. Because, I mean, I have a story. Everyone has a story. And I hate reading books. And everyone is basically writing a story about their life. So if I was going to ask you what would be on page one of your book, what would be the first chapter, you would tell me like the beginning or something. And then you would explain your life growing up. Like through like that's basically the whole thing of the podcast. I want to get your interest. So your book is being made. It's going to be made until it hits the end, until you hit your expiration date. Hopefully that makes it a long-ass book. Maybe not one of those ones like the uh, like a, th a thesaurus size, but like a Harry Potter, where apparently it's a New York Times bestseller. You know what I mean? But it's it's just cool to hear everybody's little like passions and stuff. I had a friend that he told me his interest was weather. I had a friend that told me his interest was space. I'm like, this is shit. I need to start looking into like, you know. And mm -hmm. you, you're telling me your passion is to open up your own garage one day, and it's like. What would you call it? I mean, I mean, I want to ask you all the questions. I, I know you've had the thoughts before. If you thought about opening up a business, you've definitely came across a, a name at one point. You've definitely came across a style you're going to like, you're going to uh, provide to the people. Are you going to work especially on detailing? You're going to work especially on something like you say you hate working with interior. So I'm guessing you're not going to be the guy that's cleaning the inside of people's cars, but more working on the outside. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously going to be lifts in your shop. Like, I, I go down into the rabbit hole when someone tells me their idea. I like to see your face light up and start smiling. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> someone's yeah. actually interested in me. I'm like, that's, I'm like that with everybody. If you have people out there, friends, family, whoever, and you think they would be interested in just being on it, be like, you're just talking to a guy. Like, explain it to them. I want them, I want to interview everyone. It doesn't matter if you're just some random hobo on the street. I even thought about pissing off my neighbors on his nice day off today. Just walking over, hey man, you want a podcast? He's like, what the fuck's a podcast? I'm 80 years old, man. I'm waiting to die right now. I'm like, well, before you die, tell me about your book you're writing. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. And I, I believe it's definitely needed out there because there's going to be someone that hears your little tale and the big message me down the line, like, hey, when are you going to have Chris on again? I'm like, okay, um, I'll send him a message and see mm -hmm. if he wants to come by again. And then if you send me a message or I just feel like talking to you again, you know, 
I'll send you one. I try and space it out between when I have people on. I've only, like, today was just, like, uh, like a, a day, like, where I was, like, I've been, you know, I've been asking for a while. And it's, like, I, I ask a lot, and it's, like, a lot of people are, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's hard to do. You have to go to someone's house, and especially someone that you don't know or you don't talk to. And that's the main thing. Like, my recorder's mobile, so I can take it to you, too. So if you don't feel comfortable you know, going in there, and I always said once I hit a hundred episodes, I was gonna have all, like video, or people can see us and get our like vibes and stuff. But I feel like more people are comfortable just with the audio for now, yeah, yeah. because like you don't want to feel like you have to dress up in a certain way. And either way, you're like, oh, I don't care what I look like. It's like yeah, you do. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna spray a little deodorant on you and walk in there. You know, you're gonna you're gonna try and freshen up. Yeah. What? That's a, it's that's impossible. It's a mouthful. Yeah. It's it's definitely a challenge, man. But I I, I find myself uh, just like I said, interested in stuff, and I, I'm I'm thinking of a name right now for your auto mechanic shop. Well, I've thought about it. I mean, what is know, it? Come I'm, on, I'm, tell me. Uh, Nava Auto Shop. Nava Auto Shop. Uh, That's Nava, a good one. Just normal. Nava because I've used most of uh, my life that last name. I love my father's part of his family, and my mother's family. I also love her, but they're too religious they're you too don't re- like the religious aspect yeah they're they're too religious because uh it's not like i'm saying that i don't like god or anything like that i'm catholic i believe in god i believe in Guadalupe. and i don't know what that is she's uh they call her the virgin of guadalupe okay there's a whole different thing about her but like they i have articles printed out over here about um mexican cuisine uh, different things like uh, El Chupacabra. El Chupacabra. Did your parents threaten you with that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they yeah. did that, yeah. Actually, what they used to use a lot on me was uh, Chucky. Chucky? The child's play doll? Yeah. Really? I got, wow. I got a huge... And I still have a little phobia of dolls. I do, too, because um, I used to have a little Chucky doll, and then I watched the movie when I was really little. I threw that thing out, dude. I couldn't look, couldn't have it anymore. Yeah, I couldn't handle that. What's it called? I always think they're looking at me. There's too many dolls that do that. Yeah, they look like they're looking at like you. Like, you walk into the store, you see those freaking Cabbage Patch, mm-hmm. or those little whatever, I'm like, I want to punch every single one of them <laughs> in the yeah. box right now. Yeah, I always do that thing. I'm like, dude, don't look at me, stop. Yeah, and sometimes I go, because uh, there's a friend of my father who used to live in Salisbury, but he lives in Georgetown now, and he has uh, two little girls, and they love me a lot, and also their little brother, they love me a lot, because I'm always cool with them. Not, my brothers aren't cool with them, but I always like, I, I, I enjoy presence of little kids they're really cool with me like not in a pedophile way no no yeah, that's what i was about to say <laughs> not in a pedophile way but i see it as like they see me as a big brother yeah that's what they always you see like me being like. like that figure mm-hmm. kind of i like being that figure and i always take them with me to go get mcdonald's that was like happy meal milkshake and one time we went to the store uh toys r us when they were open and they went through the doll section and i'm like Damn, these kids want to go through here, and I don't want to. I'd be like, you're on your own, okay? I'll meet you back but at the car. I, I know, just find like, your own right. way back. Damn. And they're, like, looking around. They were seeing which one they wanted. And they, Mike, the littlest one, my little, she, she picked the most creepiest doll ever. And I'm like, really? Like, this one? And it was, like, one of those American Girl dolls or something like that. And she wanted that one. And I'm like, all right, let me Okay, and so I had to pick it up. I'm like looking at it. I'm like, this thing is so weird. This thing's going kill me in my sleep. Uh-huh. And at least my the, the, the little kid, the boy, he wanted just a, a game for his DS. So I bought him that. And 
And the other one wanted, she wanted just a, a color of pens and stuff like that. And went on our day. Do you, have, always, do you have a preference on, I think that's what you're about to get to, but do you have a preference on how many kids you want? Well, You strike fam- me as a family guy. My father uh, had, his plan was to have two kids only, which is me and my sister. But then he, what's it called, got a third one, my brother, which he was, he liked him a lot because he came out the same pale color as him mm-hmm. instead of my normal orange. Similarities. Similar. But then uh, my little brother was born too, and I, I don't, I'm not going to say he was an accident, but what's it called, he was a surprise, but yeah. uh, my father still accepted him, but he was, he's always told me that like don't have four kids, only have two kids, um, if I could, and if my partner wants to, I would have six kids if I want to. Why six? I just, I like children. I, I, Again, I like not in a pedophile way. Not a pedophile way. But I always liked how my father taught me a lot of things and instilled a family and, type. And be a fam- part of the family. Never, never give up. Because I've had a lot of roadblocks since I've left high school. What kind of roadblocks? Like what's it called? When I was up in uh, Pennsylvania, I unfortunately uh, I went to school. Everything was going great. I was getting always B's and A's. But once I, at work. I got carried away with it. I got um, I got offered a closing, uh, closing manager position. And what's it called? Obviously, I was young. I said, more money, good for me. Problems was that they wanted me to stay like all the way until ten o'clock, and I needed time to study too. So I paid attention more to work than school. And unfortunately, I failed a class twice. And they 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 ended that. Then he then he kicked me out, but. Unfortunately, it cost my parents money, and that's and at that point they were uh, having a struggle too because they had a they had a problem with uh, my father because he was starting to have a hernia problem. And he had to ha- get that checked out, and he was working hard. My mother was working hard too, and to end up fucking up like that, that wasn't that wasn't a good thing. I uh, I feel bad that I did that shit, and I should have never paid attention more to work in school. Did you try making it up for it now? I did. I did by working with my father. Because that was the plan. That was, that was My plan was to finish school, get all these certifications, and go back to work with him and be prepared every day and help him. And I always thought I was going to take the shop over and like make it bigger. But it didn't work out because, uh, first of all, I don't work well with my father. We don't work together. The relationship. And working with family is difficult. It's definitely difficult if you don't have a very, 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 very close, close relationship with them. If you have any type of attitude, trust me, I know my family's not very close either. But we have certain people like in our family that click together better than other certain people. Like if you're going to choose to live with one of them, you choose to live with that person. Mm -hmm. Usually it's a sibling because, you know, you guys are around the same age group kind of so you're kind of doing the same things getting into the same problems but like you know some some relationships like just their personalities don't click yeah and well me and my father the last time we were working together i left and i told him how about we stay as father and son instead of co-workers so okay and i know i left and what's it called i left him all alone with the other guy who helps him i mean he at least he had a helper 
And there was someone else who was going to help him, but unfortunately he got a better job. I'm like, all right, I mean, it's no biggie. But even after all that, that we had a bad relationship working together, I still help him out every afternoon. Right now with the move, that he had to move to a new place, a new shop too. He moved, he moved from Berlin to Willingville right now. And right now he got all the shops set up and the lifts and everything right now. But we have a better relationship. And You just feel like it was too much tension on the relationship, working, looking at your dad oh, yeah. as a boss instead I, of seeing him as Because I don't want the day, the day of tomorrow that we end up not talking to each other. Yeah. I don't want to grow up and like have kids and they tell me, hey, where's my grandfather? And you're telling him he's I'm on like, the moon I don't somewhere. talk with him, but mm. I'll take him with you to see him. I don't want that awkwardness. I want him to... Still talk to me, and yeah. You want to have him like be able to come over and enjoy oh, yeah. seeing the kids and yeah. everything. And the other thing he has, they say, he said they bring food or something to the house, not just come to my house and steal my food. I'm yeah. like, yeah, no problem. Anyway. And until this day, bring I a Snickers always... bar and then eat everything else <laughs> in their house. Yeah, yeah. And until this day, I've helped them too. And like, they need laundry detergent. I get it because sometimes they don't get it. They always go to Walmart, but they forget it if they need. The car fix, like, they haven't done the oil change, I'll do it real quick for them. I help them out with little things, like, little things. He needs help to move stuff, I help him. He needs help with a car, that's where I get my money. When he needs a help with a diagnostic, and I do it, and I win my money there. And he just, and I get clients, too. I get my own clients, too. I got people that tell me, like, Chris, can you check my car, just doing this. And if they need just the brakes or oil change, I just go to my father. And that's good because you're giving him business at the same time. You're mm -hmm. also, when you help him out and you get paid and he pays you for doing it, you're doing it as his son and doing it as like a helper, not really as someone that works for him and is under his company name and everything. You're, you know, so you're able to still have, not feel like you're being bossed around or being in, uh, controlled by your own dad in the way, which is going to put any tension on a relationship. You're in a restaurant with somebody, you, you know, if you work with your family, it's, it's, you got to have a very, very, your personalities have to click 24-7. You yeah. have to be like identical twins or the business is not going to run right. Yeah. And it's uh, is that just the only other roadblock besides just school well, and work? Well, after, like I said, when I got out of school, high school, I went to school and everything. Did I graduate? I Thank God I graduated over there. But um, I could see in my father that he was a little disappointed because you could see all the like perfect attendance and like this student completed this program and stuff like that and i'm like well i mean at least i graduated yeah right but not not the way i planned to graduate it like like basically i could have done better yeah i could have done better but uh i am kind of redeeming myself because right now my job that i'm working for uh Hertrick, as a technician they introduced me to a program called the mentor program so basically uh the technician who's been there for like, I think he's been there for 30 plus years. And he, what's it called? He even chose me. He told me, because they asked him, do you want to be part of the mentor program as the mentor? He's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, who do you think would be a good candidate? His first thought was me. I'm like, all right. Because he's like, he was telling me, I see you that you work every day. You are actually here to work. You're a hard worker. You're a hard yeah. worker. You're not just on your phone and messing around. You you came here to work. I'm like, yep. And he taught me everything. He's taught me how to check um, circuits in the vehicle. He's taught me shortcuts too, like how to know if this is the problem. Check this and then you'll know that it's this problem. You know, like step by step. He's also 
introduced me how to use the computer, which is the diagnostic machine, all that stuff. He's taught me all that. Drivability issues too. We go for a test drive and he'll tell me like, listen for this, feel this, like if it's on the steering wheel it's most likely the front end if you feel it on the pedal it's mostly at the rear end stuff like that and it's I already have completed one year and that program is uh five years and Damn. I, I had to sign a contract for it but hey they gave me more pay again i got i got more pay you're the freaking hispanic leonardo da vinci bro <laughs> that's uh, crazy because like you're not good at that not too good at schoolwork. But you're really good at working, like being able to do stuff. And I still have to do kind of type of schoolwork. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got to go to classes. But you're more of a hands-on uh -huh. guy. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, that's how I am, too. I'm, I'm not very, I'm, I mean. I'm, I'm like overnight trying to do the training, and I'm like falling asleep. Yeah, like but, I, if, you, it was, if it was put out in front of you, I'd give you a bunch of blocks and said match them in the right spots. You'd be like, yeah, I can oh, yeah. do this stuff. But when it comes to like, you know, sitting in front of a computer typing up something, it's like, ah, this is more like brain work. I want to mm -hmm. work with... You know, working with your hands in the mechanic field, you're still working with your brain. It takes a lot, but it flows a lot better when you're a hands-on worker. You have stuff that you can move around and get to. It's like it's like putting a puzzle together. You know, once you yeah. start off with the hundred-piece puzzle, you're upgrading to the two hundred to the three hundred. The next thing you know, you're working on the thousand puzzle and something ridiculous where it's like. I'm missing pieces for sure. There's pieces <laughs> missing. Like yeah. I'm gonna have to come back and finish this like in a week from now or something. Yeah. Like it's there's it's stuff like that. But it's it's crazy to think that you know your your mind works in a completely different way than most people. Where they just look at their car and they're like, "What is this?" Mm -hmm. They start dumping windshield wiper fluid all over the engine. Like, mm -hmm. is this working? <laughs> so I put it in. Like, no. You're like, no. I can hear, you know, when you, you probably get it all the time, you turn your car on and you hear something not running right, you're like, all right, what's that? You're troubleshooting constantly, mm -hmm. probably, in your head. Yeah, well, that's the thing, also. I'm always troubleshooting. But see, once a club, like I said, I've never limited myself to a GM vehicle or anything else, but sometimes you do require help. Like this weekend, I went to D, uh, DC, where my buddy lives at. He, he worked for three years at Mercedes Benz. He's not a complete uh, master of it, but he knows. And because he works on it every day. So when I went up to him, because I was, I was having a problem with my car, that the battery is dying. And I did all the diagnostic tests, same way as I did it on the GM vehicle, but it was still draining the battery. So when I took it to him, and I told him about like the symptoms and everything, and I told him about this button, that's the SOS, which is like an emergency roadside assistant thing. He told me, does that turn on sometimes? I'm like, yeah. It's like, disconnected. So I disconnected it and we checked it again. That was the fucking problem. He knew already what the problem was. He even also told me that I could go to Mercedes Benz and they'll give me a new ABS module, which is like the anti-lock brake system. It's not called ABS, but it's a different name. It's Sensitronic brake system. I went there just today. I left it off in the morning. They changed it already. No charge. They even fucking vacuumed and washed my car. I was so happy with about it. I'm like, and the brake light was gone and everything. Because I had a brake light on. And I was like, why the fuck is it on? And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what the hell. And like I said, because I know a certain area, and that guy also knows another certain area. You just area. came across the problem before. Yeah. So it's like, it's the stuff you come across and have experience in, mm -hmm. someone else is going to have a completely different experience. It's like... This is a trade job, so you're constantly learning. There's, you're never going to stop learning. And it's mm -hmm. just like HVAC. You know, everybody's got different experience. Some people can troubleshoot this a lot better, so they're going to put that on. Like they would pick you at GMC for 
a certain problem or something like hey mm-hmm. like this this is what Chris is really good at I'm gonna throw him at that because he can obviously get the job done as fast as possible and get it done correctly and get this person out of our way so we have a clear book for bigger business and that's like I said where I'm telling you everybody has an interesting story and interesting experience you've experienced definitely a whole side of the world that I haven't or a whole side of life I have not and you know it seems like it's it's a never-ending flipping coin, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do have to ask you, if you have any Mexican currency at home, bring me something. Yeah. I have a freaking... What is it? It's right here. Check that out. Oh, it's a peso. It's a peso. Yeah. A $5 peso. Yep. I got a Chinese coin, too. And yeah. I got a Canadian coin, because I go to Coinstar and some bastard... I think it's a quarter, some bastard gave me... Looney or Toonie, whatever they're called in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I'm like, but it's so cool to see them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just obsessed with like. It's, yeah, it's, my, my father does that too. He collects money, especially dollar uh, bills, basically. Yeah, and that's he, what I'm saying. If you got like a, I don't want to steal your money from you, but like I'll pay you American money if that's I all know, I got. I'm but bring it to you. it's the the whole idea that this peso, it's a five dollar coin, and the guy has freaking sunglasses in the photo. He's wearing sunglasses. Oh, my God. Like, that's baller status, man. That actually brings to the question, like, Pablo Escobar. He from Mexico? No, he's Colombian. He's from Colombian? All right, yeah. so that's not in the Mexican. No. But I was, was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on Pablo Escobar? Oh, that motherfucker's crazy. Really? Yeah. You think he's a bad guy? Oh, no, he's not a bad guy. But, I mean, he doesn't do good things. Yeah, that's true. I mean, most mobsters don't. But I believe, you know... He was making so much money that actually rats were eating his money. No, he was making so much money that one time when his sister, not sister, his daughter was cold, he literally burned money just so his daughter... He did that to stay warm, too. Yeah. But he was spending over a million something dollars in rubber bands just to hold his money together. And then he started buying, like, soccer stadiums and building them for the town, like, giving it all back to the people because... He wasn't doing it for the people. He was doing it because literally rats were eating his money faster than he was able to spend it. He, he had to dig that shit up. He had to... Uh, He's probably got money buried everywhere. Right? Yeah. And there's, they say there's still a couple... Is he locked up now or is he free? No, he's dead. What happened? They found him. The, what's it called? The country, Colombia. They found him and they shot him down. I need to turn on the news... That's been a while. I yeah, was, yeah, I need to turn on the news. I didn't know about the California uh-huh. fires until like the, the day before it was over. I was like, shit, what? California is on fire? I was like, where have look, you been? Look up right now, NASA. You know what they just <clears throat> took a, a picture of? Natural black hole. Yeah, you know there's, they found out about a white hole? A white hole. <clears throat> Com- <clears throat> complete opposite of a black hole. It's a white, like, you know when you see the cartoons, and it's just the cartoon sitting there, and there's a white background, there's, like, nothingness? Mm-hmm. That's a white hole. I never heard that. Have one. you heard what happens if you if someone tried to go through a black hole? Well, they say that uh, it's faster than, that not even light can escape from it, so. Well, your toes, like, if you went in toes first, if you went in like that, your toes, like, the tip, the very tip of your toe, like, the little cell up in front would already be like a million kajillion miles away. It stretches you out like a taffy puller. Mm-hmm. So like you wouldn't live through any of that. Like anybody that would try and go through, no matter what vehicle you're in, you wouldn't survive that. It stretches you beyond means. Damn. It's crazy to think how much we barely understand about Earth, but how much we don't understand about space. Uh, that, that, that creeps me out sometimes. What, space? Yeah, <clears throat> like what the fuck was going to be all You believe the there's aliens? There? 
I have so many articles and documentaries on government bases and secret programs that we've been running. Well, that yeah, I've been dealing I with. I do these. believe that there's the aliens. Roswell incident. Do you believe that? Which one is that one? The, the one, one where the UFO crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Oh yeah, I do believe that. Yeah. I believe that shit. I I believe there's. You know aliens. what that town looks like now? That town. They have a McDonald's in the shape of a UFO. They are literally all meant for the Roswell. And this is where the Roswell thing happened in 1864. It's like, what the fuck? Like, that happened so long ago. But that's all they care about. It's their tourist attraction. Same thing with Loch Ness. Nessie. Loch Ness Monster. That's all they're obsessed about, too, over there. They all got, like, Loch Ness-sized, like, you know, stuffed animals and shit like that all over the place. Like, this is where the Loch Ness Monster lives. <laughs> I've never seen it, but it's here. Trust me. Okay. Say so right now, the... So you heard of, have you seen the trailer for La Llorona? Mm-mm. You know what the Llorona is? Oh, that shit's crazy. That's that's something scary in Mexico that they use it also to scare kids like that. No, but, you know what they you know what the scarier than that is? El Cucuy. El Cucuy? Nah. You're crazy, yo. That ghost spirit thing, yo. Oh my god, that's way scarier than American well, stuff. Okay. La Llorona is about a lady. Um she was um wife of a prince if i'm correct or some general something but she uh had children with him but he fell in love with someone else so for revenge on her um him he killed his three she killed his three kids she drowned him and all you and she dies too and according to legend at night you can hear her crying if you hear her far away crying she's close but if you hear her closer, she's far away. She's not close to you. And you can't look at her. And you can't even touch her or anything. Is this like. Slender Man? Something like that. But <clears throat> this is actually true. Like, there's people... She usually uh, lures, like, drunk people away from, like, wherever they're at. And, like, basically they end up, like, dead in the next morning. Have you ever heard of The Woman in Black? That movie that came out? Uh-huh. It's based on a story called The Woman in White. But it's, like, The White Widow. Mm-hmm. And it's a girl that, um like killed herself over a guy or something and like haunts the place like area like there's legends and certain Mm -hmm. spirits like that do you believe in spirits yeah are you very religious on that aspect of it like you Uh, don't believe in angels and demons or do you believe in ghosts i believe everything i have an open mind i just question a lot you just need to see kind of evidence yeah but well, I my whole idea why people look to religion is because you want something to be bigger than yourself. You don't want to believe that there's just you out here. You want to believe that there's a giant, powerful deity that's uh, doing something. It's the same reason people believe in Bigfoot. You want that mystery out there. Like, Bigfoot has psychic powers. Did you know that? And you know why? Anybody that's ever seen him has forgot because Bigfoot erases your mind. It's like, when are we calling horse shit? You know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you look at space, it's hard to think that we're the only ones here on Earth. You know, there's got to be somebody watching out there, for sure. And, I mean, there's Area 51. The guy, uh, his name's Bob Lazar. He actually uh, gave light to the UFOs in Area 51. They told the secret to everybody. And uh, he's been called a conspiracy theorist for 40 years now. He... Just got proven right. Everything he's been saying for 40 years was proven right. And they called him a liar. That gravity wavelengths don't have two forms. A and B. A is like if I drop this coin. B is if this coin randomly just flew up into the air. And he says B is what powers the saucers. Like the Nazis worked on saucers. Did you know that? Mm 
They created saucers. They created flying saucers. Um, the first, very first uh, flying saucer that was ever created was the AR or ARZ seven zero in Canada. There's a whole article on it. You can look this stuff up, dude. It's a real thing. And we saw Canada was doing that. We started doing it. Nazis were already ahead of us on that. You know, the first color television was made in Mexico. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's crazy to think that like every, but it's like, but it's, it was popularized here. And that's because there was a guy, like imagine you create an iPhone app. There's someone in Japan that has the same iPhone app that's had it for probably a year now. We're just like, we got to check if it's available in other cultures. And like back then, nobody knew. Everybody was uh, discovering the same exact shit. Everybody was discovering fire. You can't just say fire was made in America. Now, I <laughs> guarantee to you in China, they were using that long before we were, like cooking up like food and stuff like that. It's like, they got nothing but fish over there. You tell me they're not making fires to cook that shit? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's nuts because like, you're talking about like where, it come, where we talk about spirits and all these types of things. Like, I don't, I don't think that spirits are, like, I, 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 that might be real, but I believe that they're memories, too. Like, where someone says they saw like, the, of the spirit of someone, like, they loved or someone, like, I feel like that's a memory that your brain's, like, hallucinating and, and like, making that, like, little memos left, it. like, little echoes and stuff, they talk about that, echoes of the soul. Usually, if you see spirits, it's, according to my mother, she's always told me that usually it's because there are spirits that didn't rest because you know there's the, the thing that they go to heaven or they go to hell but if they stay here is that sometimes that they haven't rested like there's something that's still attaching them to here they have unfinished business mm -hmm. and what's it called because she's she know one time uh he had she she had an uncle who uh what's it called he had an uncle who lost a son and what's it called I think while he lost that son he had um, a different wife that was about to have a child as well but I think he left to Mac to the United States and unfortunately while traveling to the United States he got uh, stuck in the desert you know because Many people don't know that you gotta cross a desert. You gotta find a coyote guy to keep uh -huh. you across. But what's it called? You have across a desert, this river, and the fence, and pass all the uh, Yeah, people swam over here from Cuba, dude. And like, yeah. if they're swimming all the way over here and you're gonna just wait for them to come over, pick them up on a boat, and send them back, don't be an asshole. <laughs> there was a, the one dude that had the story about he was on a kayak, and like all these people had to share a kayak to take over to a place. And it was like the one place you would escape out of, like Cuba or, or Cuba or something. Cuba. Yeah, and they would keep taking this kayak, and it was one kayak. Someone stole the fucking paddle. So the dude was sitting on the kayak, he had a float, and then he had ended up swimming like eighty something miles all the way to fucking like the nearest like boat where he got captured, and they threw him in jail. I'm like, what asshole stole the freaking kayak uh, row or? Now nobody from this place can leave because there's no fucking ore for people to paddle. And that's, that was another thing also that we talked, uh, me and my father, that like Mexicans have it easy to cross to here in the United States. Even though I know you got to cross a desert and everything. But if you're from like Chile or like South America yeah, area, you got to cross Guatemala, Honduras, Salvador, and then Mexico. And then if you and, make all then, that shit... 
Then you, you gotta get lucky because sometimes they say most uh, if if you tell any Hispanic people who's ever like live in Honduras or Chile or Brazil that tell them that crossover, they'll always tell you that the Mexicans are the douchebags, and they are, cause they always stop them. They tell them that they got money and shit like that, or they tell them you gotta work for me or something like that. They're the Mexican people. So when we see Americans take advantage of Mexicans, Mexicans yeah. are taking advantage of yeah. Brazilians. Believe it or not, yeah. It's like my that aunt's shit. Brazilian and she's not nice at all. <laughs> she's like, I speak my mind. I'm like, you have the mind of an asshole. <laughs> she's like honest about everything. Yeah. My cousins are Hispanic, but they grew up in Hawaii. Uh-huh. So they speak pidgin. And pidgin's like a bonics mixed with American. So, like, if you say, are you hungry? He'd be like, I'm full on Aloha, thank you. You're like, what did you just say? I put on Aloha, thank you. Are we stopping at McDonald's or not? I need to know. Like, just say yes or no, shake your head. And then, like, he grew up in, like, Honolulu and Maui and all that. So, it's like, Maui's, like, the local island. Honolulu's, like, the tourist island. But when he goes to tourist island, like... He's lived a lot, mostly there compared to Maui, the local island. So it's a lot of like gangster, like east side, west side, Crips, Bloods type deal. Like a lot of gang stuff. So yeah, you wouldn't think that being Hawaii. Dude, it's all over in Hawaii. There's gangs. Like kids are like, if you see them, like if you saw them, like my cousin, you'd be like, this dude's a fucking punk. Like seriously, like you're not, you're not, you're no gangster. You're no cholo. Like you wouldn't be able to say that. Like his whole thing is... I remember my grandmom called him out because she saw his crotch one time because he was wearing his pants so low, shirtless. He saw his dick. He's walking around in public with his dick out. My grandma was like, I can see your balls, man. Like, put, like seriously, pull your pants up. He goes, oh, grandma, you just don't know my swag. I'm like, he's so cool and surfs and stuff, but damn, dude, like, what the hell kind of culture were you raised in? Like, I don't even know. And, like, his whole family's surfers, so it's like... How did you go from that to this? Like, I don't understand. It's just his friends he hung out with, man. Yeah, it's more whoever in your, whatever your area. They imprint on you, dude. And like I said, where your family's imprinted good uh, family stuff onto you, man. Definitely that closeness comes from the culture, too. It's it's like when I was hanging out. You remember Alejandro? Yeah. Alejandro? When I hanged out with them and all those other people, I always thought like... Playing soccer at the park or something? Well, Well, mostly in high school. When he was, like, dressing up like a cholo and all that stuff. Yeah. I was trying to do that, too. Well, then I started realizing that that's, that's, that's not, not your me. style. That's not my style. And, plus, my father was like, nah, you ain't doing this shit. That yeah. shit here in this house. I'm like, okay, all right. And I just went to school normally. Like, I dressed. I mean, like, I dressed normally. I didn't was trying to put dickies on and converse and all that shit. Start, I mean, I just started, start like, a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Did you that, start a mixtape? Oh, no, I don't know. You don't want to blow up your garage. Yeah. (laughs) But what's it called? Mostly that I did. I did wanted to be a singer when I was in elementary school in Buckingham. But what's it called? Uh, I don't know if you went to Buckingham. I did go to Buckingham. I had Miss Williams on my podcast. On on your podcast? Miss Ulrich. You know Miss Williams? Third grade teacher, blonde hair. No. You know Mr. Booth? Yeah, I know Mr. I'm Booth. trying to get Mr. Booth on my podcast. Yeah. He's the one that got me on stage to sing. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember the music teacher. Miss Circle? Yeah. Yeah. She killed my dream of singing. What? Yeah. How? Because she, what's it called? When we were singing, you know how there was chorus and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. She would always call me out. 
and told me that I wasn't singing. Dude, she did that to me, and then she heard me sing and said I had a beautiful voice and put me in the front row to sing a song in front of everybody, and I did it. So my story is like goes the opposite of your way, but we had the same start on it. Yeah, she well, told me I wasn't singing because the one time I fucking didn't sing in the song, and she goes, "You're not singing." I need to see you after class. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, and she told me, and because I was really nervous mm-hmm. of singing in front of like herself or anything like that, she what's it called? Well, obviously she put me all the way in the back, and I was kicked out of the chorus thing. You know how they used to go like to places the school would take you to yeah. field trip. I got kicked out of that. My sister she stayed because she would sing. But um, what you gonna call it? Um, yeah, she killed my dream of singing. Wow, um, every time that day, I'm like, I don't want to sing anymore. I don't want. I don't want to follow that because I liked how there were singers and like. I like listening to the music my father would listen to, you know, how the your culture parents, and everything they like yeah. hear the oldie songs and stuff like that. That's like, so my parents are all into, like, hardcore rock and roll. They grew up in, like, the 70s and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, they. my dad's a giant fan of Kiss and all that. And, like, I had a Kiss toothbrush when I was little. It's like, but I'm listening to, like, reggae music because, you know, I live at the beach. It's a whole different vibe. He grew mm-hmm. up in, like, Baltimore and that area, so... That's the one thing where I ask about, like, does your family have a different taste of food than you do? And my family, like you say, your dad likes seafood because that's mm-hmm. from Mexico or, you know, in his area where he's well, from east. It's it's not because it's from Mexico, but because... He's you know, from the he east was, side, he's, right? He was uh, poor okay. in Mexico. Fish and, like, it was No, it was expensive to buy what? seafood, yeah. In Mexico, when he was living there as a kid, he said it was it was tough for him. It was really tough. He would go to sleep hungry sometimes. And then he just comes here and eats the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. Can of tuna is like 60 cents. He, 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 he came here with dreams of growing big, like doing something here. Because that's what every Hispanic that comes here, I know illegally, but comes with dreams, is what does. They come in here to do something. They don't just come here to fuck up things or steal shit. And I know they... Donald Trump, unfortunately, made a bad name about us selling up the... They said you're rapists and shit like that. That's not true. That shit. Sorry. It is true that there's some... There are some true. people out there. There's yeah. white people that do the same shit. So it's exactly. not like you can't you can't it's classify all us. of us. Yeah. The and same thing like black people are apparently the main population that's in jail. It's like, okay, well, how many jails are we checking? It's like, yeah, that's possible. Maybe it's because the areas they live in. You ever check that shit out? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you put someone in a bad spot, they're probably going to act bad. But... Maybe they turn the dice around and they turn out as a good person. But you can't blame all Mexicans saying all Mexicans are rapists. It's like, first of all, if you compared us, like, saying that all of us tweet dumb shit and grab people by, like, the crotch or whatever, then you'd be comparing us to one guy, and that's Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. you know? If you said all of us had orange skin and, like, freaking blonde hair and wore, like, a fake wig or something, you'd be comparing us to Trump and said... It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. That's like If you do that and stereotypes Americans that way, it's like, can't do it off of one guy. I've met plenty of Mexican people that are nicer than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. You know, I've witnessed it at a barbecue. So it's like, you can't tell me that they're all rapists. It's definitely out there. There's people that take advantage of people, but you're going to find that in any culture. Yeah, that's true. And once it called... The, like I was saying about my father, that he was he came here for a dream and everything. And like I said, fish was expensive over there. Yeah. Like, uh, any food, like, even, what's it called? 
if they would have leftover tortillas, and I don't know if you've ever seen a tortilla, what happens to it when it gets like long out there. Yeah. He would soak it with water and salt and let it dry in the sun so it what can get soft fuck? again and they can reuse it to eat. That's awesome, dude. And what's it I, It sounded like you were like hinting at something like water on cereal. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> man. You milk on that. Well, I don't know if he did that, but I don't, I don't think he even knew about what cereal is. It was so funny because he told me that when he came to the United States, like when he the first place he went to eat was a uh, McDonald's. What? It was so random, and he's like eating this burger. He's like, "Damn, this shit's good." But then once he starts knowing more stuff about McDonald's, that like he starts hearing that the meat's processed and that the cheese also is processed. All this, he's like, "Damn, this shit's not it's good for you." Frozen. It's not. Uh huh. He's like, "This shit's not good for you." And that's when you start seeing more food, like seafood. That's the first thing he went to look for. He went to look for crabs. And it's so random because I always ask him, like, why the hell did, out of all United States... You picked Maryland. You picked Maryland. He said that because when he arrived to Texas, the upper part of Texas, I don't know what town he told me it was, he, his uncle was in Maryland. And I wish I could talk to him and also ask him, like, what the hell, why did you choose Maryland? But, I would suggest that it would probably be because it's up and far to the right. Either that or you go up and far to the left. But, like, he obviously went really, really far from Texas, so because he couldn't... why didn't he go to California? Why didn't he go to L.A. or that stuff? Well, California. Because that's where all the Hispanic people are at. Yeah, but it's... it's you, I feel like you want to be in an area where, if especially if you're not legal, if you're trying to go somewhere and not be caught, you want to go somewhere where there's less. Or there's a less indigenous population of them. Might be like just less people in general. Because, I mean, if you think all those guys in California, yeah, you would think that'd be the spot to go because obviously they're more common there. But it's like they're probably getting carted and questioned and pulled over a lot just on the basis of like you might be an illegal. So it's like him to risk that, it would be better for him to go to somewhere that would be not as cut off or isolated like Wisconsin. I don't think you're seeing it, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, he should have just made it to Canada. Canada probably would have accepted him. Well, yeah. This, but um, he uh, when he came to Maryland because my uncle was uh, uncle of his was here. And he told him that there was good work and everything. Fortunately, when he got here, yeah, there's good work, but you need documents to work. That's oh, the problem. Shit. So he had to work under the table. No. He worked with a fake identity. No way. He stole someone's identity. Yeah, and it's so funny because when he went to apply to... Uh, Montanier in Selbyville the guy it was the manager knew the guy he was using his ID he's like you're not this guy and my dad's like yeah that's me you're not this guy I just saw him leave like three weeks ago you're not this guy but the dude was cool about it really thank god like see See, that's why my father's really religious too he's like thank god he's like god is big the guy told him how long do you plan on working here he would tell him, like, I don't know, until you fire me, he's telling him. He's like, okay, all right. Until so my father worked there for, like, he said four years until he quit because some guy told, tried to, was trying to tell him that he was going to work more for less money. And he's like, nah, I ain't having that shit. I yeah. mean, I don't speak English, but I'm not working for less for anybody. So he left. No bueno. And the manager quit, actually, there. And it was a different manager. That's why I was saying that they were changing his pay and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy worked at Tyson and Shao. 
I don't know if you ever heard that there was a chicken plant in Shao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it was called Tyson. So he hired him there. My father went there to work. He worked there for two years until they made him into a supervisor. A Hispanic guy. Doesn't speak English. My supervisor at work is a uh, guy from El Salvador, so I know. But, what's it called? Back then he was like, what the fuck, why, why are we putting this guy on? But the guy, I even know him, his name is Chris. He lives in Berlin. I, I forgot what his son's name is. Did they have a son? He said that I graduated with him, but I never talked with him. Is it about Chris Rourke? No, 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 that, no, that, not Chris Rourke. Um, I have Chris Rourke on my podcast too. Yeah, Chris Rourke. You'd like to be on there with him. I mean, I remember his father from all that. Uh, yeah, 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 Buckingham. Yeah, yeah Buckingham. Oh, no, wait, that was yeah, that was Buckingham. Yeah, Buckingham. He was Mr. a science Rourke. teacher. Yeah, science teacher. Been cool science tricks and shit like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, the guy hired him. And he was telling me about my father that he was a hard worker. He he worked extra a lot. That probably gave a, you a sense of like pride that you know you looked at your dad in a whole nother light. Oh hell yeah! I'm like damn this old man. He said that when I was about to be born, like he was working double. Like he would see my father falling asleep sometimes, and he would tell him go home. And he's like, no, I gotta work. Yeah, I mean, I came from my parents worked like two jobs, and then. You know, they were only like home three hours a night, and like with my dad, like he would try and cook us like family meals and stuff. Like, hey, let's let's cut up some steak. You know, I got this going on. It's like, dude, you gotta go to work in like an hour and a half. You literally just got home, man. I just all he would do was nap, and I understood it because I was like, once I got two jobs, I started understanding. Like, you need those naps in the day. I understand why now. And then, like you know, there's sometimes he would try his best to make a cheesesteak sub, but sometimes he just cook up French toast or something. Like, shit, yo, you're having breakfast for dinner. Sorry. It's like, that's fine. Like, we were happy with that, man. We were just happy. Like, you know, we, really, when you think about it, you got food on the table. The fact that I would constantly play video games up in my room be completely oblivious to how hard he was working. Then him still come up the steps, put a, a nice plate of chips in front of me with a sliced up PB&J sandwich and a soda. You know, making sure I at least got fed. Like, the fact that a parent could even do that is just go up above and beyond to even take care of somebody. It's definitely something, especially when you have to work and, you know, especially when you're not making much money. That's why it's probably best to get a good education. But, you know, I'm about to graduate with my associates, and I'm like, my graduation speech is going to be one of two ways. The first way is going to be, I like to thank Copy and Paste and WikiLeaks and all that for <laughs> getting me through all my essays. Or my other one that's literally like, thanks for this piece of paper that now controls the rest of my life and then rip it up and throw it away. Because it's like, even now with an associate's degree, you can't really get anything with it. You need to go after a master's or find a specific field. And even then, it's not the promises of a job aren't hopeful. Hopefully the world changes, man. Cause yeah. That's why I got a trade job. Because the school I went to, it was a trade school. And it's always needed. And it's always needed, so... And they might say that electric cars are coming and all that stuff, but they'll always have a problem, too. There'll always be people that won't have an electric car, mm -hmm. you know. There's, there's people that will be resistant to change, and there'll be people that prefer that technology only goes so far. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming down and being on the podcast, man. I hope it was enjoyable for you. Yeah, um, it awesome. It definitely yeah. felt like it flew by, right. and... Uh, I enjoyed uh, hearing your little story, man, and we'll definitely have to have you on soon. All right.